Hello and welcome to another edition of Regarding ID Podcast. I'm Zach Martin, editor of Regarding ID Magazine. Today we're speaking with Randy Vanderhoof, Executive Director of the Smart Card Alliance, about the latest white paper the group's Payment Council released. The paper talks about dynamic cryptograms with contact with smart cards being used in order to protect payment card data, and why this is the route the U.S. should take in order to secure payment data. Thanks for joining us today, Randy. Okay, Zach, thanks for having me. Randy, there are like three proposals being floated around out there. Um, there's dynamic cryptograms with contactless, end-to-end encryption, EMV, and chip. Um, what's the advantage of using contactless with uh, dynamic cryptograms? Well, some of the folks that we've been working with and have been examining the, the challenges out there with implementing EMV um, cite that the, the cost of uh, full EMV um, chip with PIN, um, you know, continues to be a major obstacle. Um, but then others look at the at the U.S. market and say, we really don't need necessarily to implement a full EMV chip and PIN. There are other aspects of EMV, such as the dynamic cryptogram functionality that exists today in our contactless payment card products out there that would meet a lot of the needs that we're trying to solve um, around payment fraud. So basically, the you know the cards that Chase are issuing, Wells Fargo, the cards that are being issued right now would be capable of using this dynamic cryptogram and uh, securing the, the transaction data. Yes, uh, but I want to be clear that, that the current um, contactless cards that are issued in the U.S. today are not considered EMV contactless cards. Today. Okay. But they do have a dynamic cryptogram capability in them, which provides that necessary protection so that the transactions that are entering the system um, from cards and devices that, that use the contactless interface are, in effect, um, protected payment transactions because they're dynamic and, and don't have the static uh, data string that is evident in magnetic stripe card transactions. Okay. You talked about why this might be a better solution than uh, EMV, um, but what about uh, end-to-end encryption? Well, the thing about end-to-end encryption is it's another attempt to mask a problem with static transaction data in the payment system. It doesn't address the fundamental problem, which is that if you take the, the value out of the data, then you don't have to go to extreme efforts to encrypt it and protect it. Um, we're not opposed to end-to-end encryption. We think it's a sound approach, but we're concerned that um, the industry is going to go down another path around trying to address a problem without looking at the fundamental root, and that is the, the static data that's out there. And we think that um, a, a better approach would be to look at contactless payments and expand the use of contactless payments before we go into a wholesale investment in another technology that doesn't address the fundamental problem. What would uh, payment, the, the processors, the payment card industry, the issuers, what would have to be done in order to implement dynamic cryptograms um, on smart cards right, for payments right now? Well, to, to start with, they just need to issue more cards and, and get more merchants to implement contactless payment and raise the awareness level and to get consumers to start to use the cards in a contactless way versus a 
using the magnetic stripe that are that are on those cards. I think further down the road, um, the, the payments industry needs to invest in the in the the, the networks to bring um, the full EMV um, cryptogram, which is a stronger cryptogram than what currently exists today's um, contactless cards into play. So that does require some changes on the back-end system, but those changes and those investments would then align themselves with the EMV migration that's happening elsewhere, both in terms of the contact as well as the contactless side. Okay. Any idea what has been the feedback you guys have received from the white paper? We've been really excited about the level of interest that this topic has has raised, uh, particularly in the in the media and the the, the trade journals. Uh, um, it, you know, it's not a it's not a fundamental change. It's more of an awakening, I think, that um, was stimulated by you know the discussion about yet another um, set of standards being proposed for the payments industry that you know avoided the uh, uh, the discussion around you know aligning with uh, the rest of the global payments market around chip technology. Um, so we're really not talking about a revolutionary step here, but rather to shift the, the discussion and the focus on contactless payments today from being just the speed and convenience product for the payments industry that you know ad- addresses um, the cash market to have it also be considered part of a strategy to improve security in the payments industry and reduce fraud by um, enticing or enabling merchants that um, currently um, don't uh, fit into the traditional um, small value purchase or cash market transactions to start to consider contactless payments um, for its other benefits. And this is going to, you know, this is a good entryway also for us for the eventual um, NFC. Absolutely, Zach. In fact, you know, when we talked about to merchants uh, and, and some of those merchants that already implemented, uh, you know, contactless at the point of sale, um, their interest in, in, in doing that had a lot to do with preparing themselves for the day when mobile payments would become available and they could start to leverage some of the attractive opportunities that mobile payments bring to the payments market. Things like uh, you know on-demand uh, uh, couponing and loyalty programs and the ability to communicate to their preferred customers and deliver um, incentives you know right at the point of sale. Um, so. Uh, we know that, that mobile payments and, and particularly NFC um, is a major driver for um, some of the merchant segments to implement contactless today. And this is only going to be accelerated once um, more merchants are equipped to accept contactless payments so that when these mobile devices start to hit the market in the next year or two, um, consumer acceptance will be increased if there's lots of uh, locations where they can use their mobile phones to make payments. Great. Um, Randy, what else um, about the white paper? Is there anything else you want to share with us today? I think it's just uh, uh, you know important for, for, for the Smart Card Alliance and for the payment industry and the merchants and the processors um, to really have an open and, and clear dialogue about the direction in which um, everyone uh, is heading in terms of addressing their needs for, for um, 
you know, continuing to expand um, the payment process as well as uh, guard against the, the threats of, of payment fraud. Um, I think everyone is, um, is a little wary about, uh, you know, what's happened in the last uh, two years in, in the way of, of organized fraud um, coming from, from areas that we hadn't experienced before. You know, such as the malware and the sniffing programs that have been injected into the payment systems to harvest large numbers of, of transactions. Um, you know, the impact of that can't be measured just in terms of how many fraudulent cards are used um, to make uh, fraudulent transactions. The real cost of that is associated with the issuers that have to issue tens of thousands of cards to their customers even though they don't know if any of those card numbers have been compromised. Um, that cost, you know, is not being measured in today in terms of bank card fraud, but is uh, really impacting the bottom line for, um, for issuers. So as um, issuers start looking at their fraud rates going up, even if it goes up fairly slowly, they also have to look at the, the other um, uh, costs of fraud, which is loss of customers, and the increasing customer service costs associated with the continuous reissuance of cards before they're scheduled to expire. Great. Uh, well, Randy, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We've been speaking with Randy Vanderhoof, uh, Executive Director of the Smart Card Alliance. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate the opportunity.